0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Previously on The Legacy of Gaia. He had no idea who really was. Henry felt that he had to find these questions out by keeping Naya as close as possible, and also, more importantly, find out if he might still be part of the Darklands. This is Episode 8 of The Legacy of Gaia. Where is the Kalad? The voice echoed around the dark, gloomy room bouncing off the grubby stone walls, stained with blood, dirt and grime. Near the end of the room was an oak table, with sheets of faded paper and spilt black ink strewn across, a lit lantern throwing up dark shapes against the walls, a few dusty books, some glass bottles of different coloured liquids and pieces of raw bloody meat that had been torn and thrown aside. Against another wall, in pride of place, was a large black flag with a white star and a single... "'red dot in the centre. "'In the middle of the cold grey stone floor "'knelt a young man in simple, stained, brown peasant clothing "'with skin as white as a cloud. "'His head was lowered to the ground in humility. "'Facing him was the back of a large, grand, high-backed brown leather chair "'which was turned towards the flag. "'The artefact, came the voice from the chair, "'should be in my possession by now.' He swung the chair around to face the young man. The person in the chair was pale, yet stunning. His eyes were small and blue, and he had high cheekbones that gave his mouth a slight pout. His hair was long and silver, and he was dressed in a simple, elegant, long black evening gown that was in stark contrast to the dirt and horror that surrounded them. Sir, replied the man in the middle of the floor, his voice dry and raspy. He rolled his head around, and as he did so, it was clear that his head was no longer connected to his spine. His neck had been broken. Yet here he was, alive and unable to support his head, and in fact, it was a miracle the skin in his neck hadn't even torn off. He held up his head with his hands to face his master. It is on its way. Our team have it in their possession. Every word seemed like a huge effort. He let go and his head rolled back round to the front so he was once again staring at his own chest. His hair was dark and patchy and though seemingly once blessed with a handsome young face for such a gruesome figure, on closer inspection it had been cut and scarred like the rest of his body. The man in the chair stood up. He was unusually tall and his gown had a slit up the side so that it emphasised the extraordinary length of his hairless, toned legs. His lips were colored a dark red, and he walked to his desk very slowly, aware of each step. His voice was silky and soft, like a lover's whisper or a seductive temptress. Then it will be here soon. That's all I need to know. He looked at the paper on his desk. Master, spoke the young man. Yesterday, it's the boy. The man looked up from the paper. His curiosity sparked. Which boy the one Theus has been hiding all this time yes he was seen talking to Moros there was a pause the master stared into the middle distance shrugged and then turned his attention back to the paper in his hand no matter Moros is no longer the warrior he used to be he's a drunk once the artifact is ours then we can storm norheath and take everything back in a single swoop Then Morris will no longer be protected, and no longer be a problem. The plan will not fail. After Norheath, we will advance and continue eradicating the Valhallas and their Chosen, until there is only one clan. The man walked back up to the flag hanging against the wall, and looked up at it with pride. The Dark Clan. What about other Dark Clans, Lord? The ones not of this land? asked Delay. Ah, Delay, your simple childlike mind is such a sponge for information. I'd think you were a spy were it not so obvious. The other clans will be given their fair share. I must be in charge to prepare everything for the Queen. When she rises, Us shall no longer be plighted in war and religion, but instead live in complete freedom. She will free us, Delay. And to help us do this, we must win over the Lord of the Underworld. He'll prove a powerful ally, and the only one that can help us raise the queen from her slumber. That is our true motive. Well my true motive anyway, master. When will we ever get to see the Queen? Any eye can talk to her today, you know that. Everyone does. Until she rises she's weak, dormant and in pain. You sound like you're losing your faith. No, no sir, it's just an exciting time, and is—I uh, would love to see the queen, my lord. The way you speak of her, she sounds magnificent. Delay's voice had turned even raspier. And so you shall, in good time, along with everyone else. And Delay, yes, master. Come here. Delay walked up to his master, who was now sitting, poised on his desk, legs crossed. The servant was hesitant, and his head, which had rolled to the side of his body, started to shake. Come closer, his master whispered. Delay took a step closer. His movement looked extremely uncomfortable, as if all the bones in his entire body were out of place. His shaking seemed uncontrollable. Closer, the master spoke even gentler, smiling slightly. Delay took a step, and all of a sudden, his master leapt upon him and took a bite out of his pale, exposed neck. A sharp, shrill scream rang out from delay and echoed down the desolate, dark corridors. He fell to the floor, his body still shaking as it hung on to what little life was left. The master watched on, until slowly... the shaking stopped. With a satisfied sigh, the master looked back at the paper he had been holding and wiped the blood off his lips. With his bloody finger, he signed the document, Shui, "'Can someone clean this mess up, please?' She shouted the door nearby slowly opened and a stooped creature with a bucket and mop entered he looked so alike to the victim that lay on the floor that they could have been twins the same signs of torture the same scarred, pale faces ruined all of it making them identical he was just another poor soul in rags destined to serve actually before you clean up take this upstairs yes sir oh, Shree said Just one more thing. You're my new delay. Yes, master. The new delay walked out of the room, attentively, and left Shui to himself. He took up the pen and paper again and began writing. O2 slash 12. So, firstly, Grandia never got back to me about next week. The nerve. I don't know why I bother sometimes. And he's not even friendly to the other guests. Hmm... I think I might have to stop asking him round It's not really worth the hassle Another more important news The Kalad is almost with me I'll be able to have a real army That can take on even Norheath's Valhalla And If I use it right Can make a deal with the Lord of the Underworld If the stories are true That is, and he really exists Then I'll finally be able to give my queen What she wants And awake her from her slumber The only problem is Theus. He might be old and weak, and his powers no longer as strong, but he's still clinging on to being the righteous saviour. If only he saw sense back when we last met, uh, then I wouldn't have to go through all this. Why can't he just give in? Saying that, I mustn't underestimate anyone, including Theus. I've done so before at great cost. Is chosen are very powerful. And the boy he keeps would have reached an age where... Mm, he could become dangerous. If only I could just kill him. But alas, he is too great an asset for the future. My plan B. Maybe it's time to make a play for the boy. I thought it might be too early, but... The boy must come to me of his own accord. Theus will brainwash him like the others. But once he finds out the truth... He'll come running into my arms Then I can show him before the Queen And she'll like that If I cannot sway him to commit to us Then I'm sure she will It alarms me that he's apparently already met Moros But for now I must concentrate on preparing my attack on Norheath For it will be our finest hour A knock on the door interrupted his writing Yes? The new delay entered What is it? Asked Shree, "'Sir, I've been told to tell you that your guests are here.' "'Ah, thank you. I clean this mess up now, will you, dear?' Shri walked out of the room into a long dark corridor with only candles to light the way. "'He slowly carried himself up a long winding stone staircase and opened a wooden door "'to reveal a secret doorway behind a painting of naked men dancing in fire, "'laughing with hysterical smiles.' Inside this new room sat a luxurious white bed and many exuberant decorations such as a large mirror, a huge wardrobe and other beautiful paintings lining the elegant red walls. Shui stood in front of the mirror, rearranged himself, brushed through his long hair, put on some high-heeled shoes and walked out of the bedroom and into a long marble corridor with many doors, his stilettos clicking against the floor. A well-dressed elderly butler came up to him, his eyelids so heavy they were almost completely closed. A haggard, tired, leathery face that adorned no smile but carried a look of complacency. Sir, the rest of the leaders are waiting for you in the dining room. Thank you. And sir? The butler mimicked wiping his mouth. Shree realised he saw a small bloodstain on the corner of his mouth. Ah, thank you. The butler nodded and Shree walked down the marble staircase with his head held high. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at legacy of Gaia, or email us at legacy at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time.